Jack and Cam. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Jacked and Canned. Going to get you a little bit of a later edition football episode than usual, just because it was just Christmas. John, how was your Christmas, buddy? Dude, Christmas was awesome. We were together on Christmas Eve, which was a fun, fun, fun time. I was paying the price the next day after uh, to give you a little inside there. We did all of our Christmas deliveries, went back to Colbs' place, and just knocked back a couple of cold ones. We got jacked. We got canned, baby. It was awesome. For those of you that don't follow Jacked and Canned on Instagram, you get to see a little bit of a course of the night. We were originally going to do a Facebook Live, but we kind of realized that, especially one, because we had Michelle in the car, too, and and I think it would have been a little bit weird to put her on the spot of us doing a show. John was driving. I don't know how any of that would have really worked if we just Facebook Lived it. I kind of wanted to, and also we weren't really sure exactly how many stops we were going to have. So we didn't want to drag something out where it's just us in a car. So we did some Instagram, uh, not even live stuff. We just did some Instagram videos, put it out there to give you a little bit of a traveling course of the night. So go check out Jacked and Canned Instagram. We had a pretty fun time. We put it out there for you guys to see. So hopefully you guys will go check that out and get to see us do our thing. It came out amazing. I loved it. All the Instagram videos now now john i know that you said you wanted to give a shout out today what what do you got yeah man well obviously going through all these nfl episodes i do want to say i beat the system predictions they said i was only going to get two wins i officially ended at four in ten colbs can i have a mini round of applause or a mini woo from you please Woo! yeah it's kind of hard to do a round of applause when i got a microphone in one hand you could always headbutt it that's what i was looking for that's great that's great okay when you did that too the mic just went red it's like help 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 (laughs) so um this is what i do want to say here we are in the fantasy super bowl if you will it's dak prescott i don't even know oh dak prescott his luck at nine and five versus the big bush gang all right Right now, Big Bush Gang is up 14 and a half points going into today. Kolbs, obviously, with the whole Christmas week, we had a game last night. I'm sure we'll talk about it. We got some games today. We got some more games Sunday and Monday. This NFL season, it feels like there's just been games on every day or every other day just about. Yeah, but, more or um, less. Before we go ahead and move on, a little shout out to those guys for the Fantasy Super Bowl. I'm hunting you down for next year, guys. <laughs> I am hunting you down. So Dak Prescott, your team, nine and five versus Big Bush Gang, 11 and three. Ooh, maybe a potential upset. Who knows? We're talking Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we got DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Greg Kittle. Ooh, I wonder if Greg Kittle's actually going to be playing. That's a George Kittle, John. Or George Kittle. That's what I meant to say. 49ers. Sorry, I'm looking at it real quick on a small screen. It's all good, I'm looking at you and the pod. Yeah, I know. You're doing multitasking right now. You're on multiple (laughs) platforms. You're trying to do two shows at the same time. This is pretty impressive. I know, right? (laughs) But anyways, man, that's where we're standing at in fantasy. So a little shout out to the league right there. And before we go ahead and jump into this, Colbs, my apologies for last regular episode, man. Woo, those two bottles of wine got me. I put a disclaimer at the beginning of it. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Yeah. John was for those who didn't get to listen to last episode. Go check it out. You basically got John two bottles of wine deep, just rambling. That's essentially all that episode was. It was funny, though. Yeah, it was a good listen, but you were just clearly intoxicated. That was awesome. Yep. 
Hey, it works, man. <laughs> but anyways, dude, jumping into some more of this NFL episode, we'll keep it short and sweet so people can tune in and jam out and get ready for these uh, Saturday afternoon games and Sunday. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and just pretty much straight upload this so you guys get these in time, at least, at least relatively. So we've got here for week 15 or 16 power rankings. You're going to notice I'm struggling today. I did too many shots last night with um, with a gentleman named Brian who uh, we uh, we might have settled down on a little bit of NBA betting last night. I was wearing my LeBron socks, my LeBron shirt, my LeBron bag that Michelle got me all this stuff for Christmas. So we had to go Lakers. Lakers covered. We won some money. So we're going to dive into the power rankings here. We're going to get through this a little bit quicker than usual because we're going to be giving you guys more picks than usual. So I want to make sure that we spread the time correctly. Number 10, we got the Indianapolis Colts. They've looked good. Number nine, Pittsburgh Steelers. They are, although on a three-game losing streak, I don't believe them to be a bad team. And I think a lot of people are just overlooking them at this point because they're on the bad slide. They're not a bad football team. They are 11 and three. They're fine. They're just not as good as the elites. Number eight, Cleveland Browns. I do think that Cleveland is on the surgence. They are trying to take over the division here, and they're currently playing better football than Pittsburgh. However, number seven, we got the Baltimore Ravens, who are playing even better football in the same division. So 10, nine, and, or nine, eight, and seven, rather, are all from the AFC North. So that's just something to keep in mind there. That's a very good division in football, and the Bengals will be a lot better once Joe Burrow's back next year. Number six, we got the Seattle Seahawks. They've just been playing good football. I really want to see this run game extended more, but they did do a great job of it this last week here. So I'm looking forward to seeing if they can continue that kind of progress because that's exactly what's going to make this team be a Super Bowl contending kind of team. And as a fan, I obviously want to see that. Number five, we had the New Orleans Saints. Um, Drew Brees is back. Going to see how that really pans out. It looked pretty good this, uh, well, yesterday. But we're going to move into that in a little bit because I got an extra note on that. So number four, we got the Tennessee Titans. A lot of, like, NFL and ESPN, they're ranking them down at, like, six and eight and, like, around those areas. I don't see how. Tennessee's been a better football team than almost everybody else this season. I just don't get how they have been put not in the top five at this point. So number three, we got the Buffalo Bills who look like the greatest threat to Kansas City and the AFC right now. And I know a lot of people are starting to make that kind of prediction. I think that might be a little bit overblown because you're going to find out who number one is here in a minute. Number two, we got the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is in fact pissed. And at number one, we've got the Kansas City Chiefs because they are still better than you. They just are. So we're going to move on from there. We're going to go over last week's picks real quick. Oh, here we go. So for win-loss, we went 11-5. and five. For the spread, we went 8-7-1. and one. So we didn't do great. We had a great start, by the way, John. And it was funny because it looked like I was going to go like 3-7 and seven or something at the beginning. But I said to myself, I'm like, normally it looks like I'm going to be 7-3 and three and I end up being middle of the pack. So I'm just going to get all the reverses of this too, like I normally do. And it's just going to go the opposite way this time. Sure enough, it did. And I started getting an awesome jump on the early games. But then the four o'clock games happened and I lost like damn near everything. So over-unders, we went nine and seven. So we had a winning week there as well. And for money picks that I gave you guys, we went three and three. So that didn't help us really get any closer to where we need to be. 
But most importantly, the coin in its debut went one and oh. five. Oh, so the coin did not do great. So we're going to give the coin another run here, and it's going to have a lot of games to pick from. The coin could still come back and beat me this year because right now it's hey. one and five, but it still might end up being over 500. I might not be. For the you remember the one, the one win that the coin got was the New York Jets, though, ladies and gentlemen. So <laughs> it could be the lucky coin for them. It could be. Now, for win-loss for the season, we are 148-72-1. That brings us to 67.27%, so we moved up about a tenth of a percent. For spread, we are now two games down. We are 107, 109, and 5. So that's going to be the biggest thing that I'm trying to get over here outside of the picks for you guys. For over-unders, we're six games down. We're 105, 111, and 5. We're at 48.61%. And for the picks that I've given you guys, we stand packed at nine games down. We are 34, 43, and one, 44.16%. However, I did do the math on the coin. The coin went one and five, making it 16.6%. So that's where we stand with the coin. Now for the picks for this week. Now, like I said, we're going to do more because I want to try to get this over 500 before the end of the year. And we only got two weeks left. Luckily, I was able to sit down and come up with five games right off the top of my head that I liked, and then I just kind of had to dig through on five more. And granted, I will tell you, and what I was saying about the New Orleans note is I'm going to take a cheap one here, and I will take the the harshness, the criticism of the Jack the Canned audience. Yeah, I had the Saints, and I'm including them this week. So yes. if, uh, if I had chosen the Vikings, I will full-blown tell you that I would not have included them, but I did take the Saints. They did pull it off, so I'm going to include them. So we're already going into this week 1-0, John. So we got the Saints minus 7. We know what happened there, so I don't have to cover the game too much here and tell you why they're going to do it because they already did it. You saw why. So that is number one. Um, John, just out of curiosity, let's go ahead and flip the coin, see what the coin would have gone on this game. We got Minnesota being heads, New Orleans being tails. What do we got, buddy? We got, we got heads. Heads. All right. So that's Minnesota. So the coin is already 0 and 1. So, man, coin. Oh, Colbs, you're on mute, homie. A little technical difficulty here on the pod. That's what I happens. think you got spooked to the coin. I, <laughs> that's what happens. I went to uh, I went to go grab my my paper and my pen so that I could go ahead and mark off the check for the coin and I totally hit the mouse. And I keep it on the mute button so that when I'm ready to mute myself, I just can. So we're going to move on to our second game here, John. I've got San Francisco at Arizona. Arizona is minus five. We're taking Arizona here. Reason being is because Arizona has played San Fran well even before the Cardinals really became a good team. As soon as Kyler Murray became a Cardinal, they've been able to do things to San Francisco that San Francisco hasn't been able to cover. They haven't been able to guard that. Something about, I don't know if it's that they use as much man scheme as they do and that Kyler Murray's been able to just get a lot of rushing yards. I assume that it's something more so towards that. I'd have to really break that down further. But the Cardinals have played San Fran very well, even when San Fran has been the better team. So we got Arizona minus five here. John, flip the coin, buddy. What's the coin say? Heads. San Francisco. So it's against me. All right. Oh, my God. It's always against you. What the hell, man? 
Colbs, you're on mute yet again, my friend. Hit the mouse one Damn more it. time. Damn it. A little carnival ride. Yeah, Colby's struggling today. This is not my best day. So <laughs> we're, we're just going to dive into game three here. We got Miami at Las Vegas. Miami is minus three and a half, and I'm taking Miami. Las Vegas has essentially just lost all hope. Oh, you know what it is, John? I just figured out how I keep muting myself. I got the paper on top of the mouse that's on the computer. So I'm going to hold it over here. So, yes, we've got Miami minus three and a half. Vegas has essentially just started bombing everywhere. I mean, in a bad way. So I, I think Miami's going to come in there. They're still looking to try to get the best playoff positioning they can, as well as really just making sure that they get in there in the first place. I think Miami's going to come out there and deliver a pretty good performance this week. I see them winning by more than three and a half. John, what does the coin say? All right, here we go. <clears throat> heads. Heads. All right. The coin is with me, but again with heads. So. We are going to move over to Cleveland at the Jets. Cleveland is minus nine and a half, and we're taking Cleveland. So last week, the Jets were favored to, well, not favored. <laughs> they were dogs by 17, and the Jets pulled it off. Now, I don't think that the Jets are going to be able to do the same thing, and this also pulled the line down significantly from what it would have been had the Rams just done what they should have done. So I think that we're actually getting kind of a gentle spread with the Jets, and they do not want to go out there and win another game because they are still in contention with Jacksonville for that number one pick. They're not going to go ahead and lose another game or win another game, rather. So we're going to go ahead and say Cleveland minus nine. John, what does the coin say? It was right last week. Let's see here. Oh, redo it. Hang on. All right. All right. It's going with heads. It's going with heads. So it's with me this time with Cleveland. So the coin is being a little friendly with me right now. So we're going to move down to Indianapolis at Pittsburgh. Indy is minus one and a half. I think that this is where Pittsburgh turns it around. Pittsburgh can't continue to lose games. I know that they've been on a slide here. I just don't think that they're a bad enough team to go on a four-game losing streak, even though that they have been playing kind of semi-good football lately. We're going to call it subpar. But I think that this is a week that they get it turned around. I know Indy's a tough team to face. However, it's in Pittsburgh. This is a great opportunity for Pittsburgh to get this turned around. John, what does the coin say? The coin says... Tails. It is Whoa. with me again, Pittsburgh. All right. So we're going to wait and see how that goes. Me and the coin are thinking similarly this week. We've got in our next game, we've got Chicago at Jacksonville, Chicago minus seven and a half. And I'm taking Chicago because even though I do not trust the Bears one damn bit, I know that Jacksonville doesn't want to win a game right now. They want nothing to do with winning a game. And although it would be so Jacksonville football for them to go out there and just steal this game and then all of a sudden not have the number one pick again, I just don't see how the coaching staff even lets this happen at this point. Like, <laughs> this is a lost season, man. You got to let that go if you're Jacksonville. So, John, what does the coin say? The coin goes with tails. Tails, it's taking the Jags again. It didn't learn its lesson last week, so we're going to find <laughs> out what it's doing here. Luckily, it didn't take the Jets and Jacksonville this week, although that's probably better for it. Um, so we're going to move across here to game seven. 
We've got Carolina at Washington, Washington minus one and a half, and we are taking Washington minus one and a half. Washington looks like the best team in the NFC East. They're still playing for something. Carolina, although is one of the only teams to lose damn near every game by one score, this still is a one score spread at one and a half. And I think the Washington wins. So as long as they win and it's by more than one, we get the victory here. John, what does the coin say? Coin says heads. It's going Carolina. It's not liking my pick there. Uh-oh. So we're going to go ahead and give Carolina the check. Game eight, we got the Rams at the Seahawks. Seahawks minus one. So essentially what Vegas is telling you is that the Rams are playing better football than Seattle recently. And last week is the example that I could give you that that is not the case. This essentially determines who's going to win the NFC West. And we got the Rams coming to Seattle for this. And I know that there's no real home crowd advantage like there typically would be at Century Link Field. But from what I'm envisioning here, I see a division on the line this week. Seattle's already got the upper hand, and we've already lost to the Rams once. I think that Seattle pulls this one out. I like what they did with the run game last week, although they did let Washington battle back. They they were able to get three sacks on the final possession. I think that this is going to be a spot where we're going to force Jared Goff into some bad situations. I'm excited to see how that one goes. John, what does the coin say? Coin says heads. Heads. It is going against me. We got the Rams for the coin. All right. Game nine. We got Tennessee at Green Bay. Green Bay minus three and a half. And we're taking Tennessee plus three and a half here. Reason being is that tough teams like Tennessee are the exact weakness for Green Bay. Green Bay has a hard time playing physical against a physical football team. They're more of a finesse team. So I think you're going to see a lot of Derrick Henry this week, and I think they're just going to slowly rip apart the Packers. As much as Aaron Rodgers is pissed, I think that we got ourselves a Tennessee victory on our hands. John, what do we got? Tails. It likes Aaron Rodgers and how pissed off he is. Last game we got, we've got Buffalo at New England. Buffalo is minus seven, and we're taking New England, not because I think New England's a better football team, not because I think they win this game, but because it's a divisional game, which typically stays closer. Belichick knows the Bills better than damn near anybody else. I just think they hold this game to be in about a field goal game. John, what does the coin say? Coin says... Heads. Heads. So it likes Buffalo. So it is against me in a lot of these here. So we're going to find out who did better, me or the coin. Yeah, it is. And you guys got, if you didn't count, we got 10 picks this week. Now, we know we already got one from the Saints. And yes, it's cheap, but I'm still living by it. I'm still sticking with it. So we've got one that's a little bit cheap. We're going to try to get you about nine more. So with any luck here, we're going to be able to get back to even this week. And if not, you guys are just going to get a bleep load of picks next week. I like it, man. I like it, dude. With that said, we're right at that mark. Let's get back some time. Happy holidays, baby. Rate, review, subscribe. Colbs, how do you want to close it down, homie? You know how it goes, buddy. Jacked and canned. This was Jacked and canned. Tune in to new episodes on iTunes and check out what the boys are getting themselves into on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Jacked and Can.
Presented by no one.